0: Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Come in. Welcome. Welcome to Mystery Theater. I am Hyman Brown. Those of you who have attended performances in the Mystery Theater know that there are certain tales that particularly entrance and intrigue me. They deal with the unusual, the unfamiliar, the unexplainable. So I have turned today to that master of mystery, Wilkie Collins, who has a habit of coming up with a story that's always making me say, why, that's not possible. Or, is it? Say,
2: Yes, I can, Uncle. It's me, Xavier. Are you a ghost?
3: Why didn't Father Daly bless my coffin?
2: I wanted him to, Uncle. But he refused. Absolutely refused. Why, Xavier? Because he said you didn't die a natural death. You
3: must
1: mystery drama, Shadows from the Grave, adapted from a story by Wilkie Collins, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars Christopher Tabori and Fred Gwynne. I'll be back in a moment with Act One. invariably associates mysterious with lonely old houses, strange small inbred towns, peculiar characters. And I have to admit, this story follows that pattern. The man who told it to me is one XY Zenith. You can imagine the comments this poor guy has gone through life with. Nevertheless... He didn't seem to mind when I said, X, Y, Z, would you tell us about your extraordinary adventure yourself? Having been
2: christened Xavier Yardley Zenith and suffered with those initials all through school in California, I decided that when I got to the job age and became very good in photography to open up a studio of my own. Call it Zenith of Hollywood. Not an unusual word in Hollywood... ...where everything is the top, the best, the ultimate, the zenith. Two things occurred in April of this year... ...which totally changed my life. One, I planned to marry. And two, I got a note from my Uncle George... ...who lived in Fresno... ...to come see him on what he called... ...a matter of some importance...
3: Hello up there Uncle George It's me, Xavier What are you doing up in that tree? Xavier Welcome, my boy I've just about sealed up this hole in the tree Uh, Here, give me a hand
2: Steady Uh, uh,
3: (laughs) Pretty spry for a man of my age, don't you think? (laughs) Uh, You've never been up this way before, have you, Xavier? Not since I was a child, Uncle George
2: What happened to this big old oak? struck by lightning
3: no it's the woodpeckers and squirrels that make all these holes i've just had it with the noisy beggars they jump from this tree to the top of the porch and then they run along my bedroom window making the most infernal racket you can imagine so i've just been sealing up a few of their nesting places let them find apartments elsewhere i say
2: what about that big hole on the other side of the tree
3: um, Maybe tomorrow I'll mix up some more cement. Uh, uh, say, boy, you always go around with two cameras hanging around your neck? Photography is my business, so I'm always prepared just in case. Huh? Is there a living in it? You uh, you uh sell your pictures?
2: I used to do better. Took shots of movie stars on location. Did a lot of newspaper and magazine work.
3: But work is thinned out. I have a proposition to make you. Since I gather that picture-taking business isn't too... Profitable these days, I think you may be interested. Are you married?
2: I'm just about to be. This coming Saturday, matter of fact.
3: Good. Then what I have in mind might make an excellent wedding present. (laughs) Uh, I'm not a rich man, Xavier, but comfortably off. 59 acres, orchards, gardens, this house, and a private family vault on the premises.
1: You're
2: joking
3: you own a mausoleum uh, death is not a joke xavier i am going to die in a week you no you're not you look fit as a fiddle an ill-tuned fiddle uh, no death is only a few days off for me uh, i've known it would come to this for some time so it's no surprise i'd like to show you where i'm going to be buried Here we are. That's Carrara Marble and Vermont Granite. Uh, those two locks on the bronze door are an invention of mine. Mind if I take a picture of it? Not at all.
2: There's, um, there's no one in your private mausoleum now, is there?
3: No. Uh, there was. Uh, uh, no. Uh, no one. Uh, now, Xavier, I want you to pay particular attention. Two keyholes and two separate brass keys. There is a very good reason for the two locks. When I am laid to rest inside this vault, Xavier, I don't expect I shall be trying to get out. But I do not wish anyone else to get in. But why would a person want to? It's not necessary for me to explain all that to you now, my boy. I I turn the handle, and so... Not spacious, but uh, not crowded. My final home. Uncle, if you don't mind,
2: could we go back to the house now?
3: I'm not at my best in mausoleums. All right. I've shown you everything. We'll sit ourselves on the porch and I'll tell you what's on my mind. Have you ever sat in a porch swing, Xavier? I love these old swings. Uh, Xavier, I have no choice. You are my only living kin. There is no one else. I'm leaving all my worldly possessions. uh, This house, the contents, the grounds. Everything to you. On one condition. You must live here and every day, every single day, mind you... You must go to that mausoleum and make certain there's been no one tampering with the locks. Uh-huh. A- and,
2: and that's the only condition, Uncle? The only one. I certainly appreciate your generosity. C- can I think it over and let you know? I- I'd like to talk it over with Catherine.
3: Absolutely not. You're going to agree right now. But Uncle... But what? <laughs> you can have your Zenith of Hollywood office right here. This place is plenty big enough. You can turn the solarium into a studio if you like. I don't care. I won't be here. It's all decided then? Hmm? Hmm? Good. I'll have Henley take you to the top of the hill. A good view and you can see most of the property. Uh, Have a tug at that bell pull, will you, Xavier? Uh, My dear boy, you don't know what a relief this is. My fate lies in your hands. Uh, Wait just a moment, Uncle. I haven't agreed to this inheritance yet. But if
2: I do, and I find someone's been at the locks of that mausoleum, what should I do?
3: In my desk in the library, bottom right-hand drawer is a letter of instructions. The envelope has one word on it. Joshua. Did you say Joshua? But unless someone's been trying to break in, that letter must never be read.
2: You rang, sir?
3: Yes, Henley. This is my nephew. Xavier Yardley Zenith. He's going to be living here. I want you to acquaint him with the property.
2: Very well, sir.
3: Goodbye, Xavier. I shall not be seeing you again. Have a good walk. Well, my dear Joshua, your old friend George Zenith has found a way to outwit you. <laughs> Do you hear me, Joshua? Joshua?
2: That's exactly what he said, Catherine. He stood looking out of the window at the tree he'd been cementing, talking to someone called Joshua, who, of course, wasn't in the tree. It was most uncanny. And then I left the room with Henley, the butler.
0: How well do you know your Uncle George?
2: Only slightly, I'd say.
0: So then you have no idea what he meant by, Joshua, I'm going to outwit you now.
2: Not the vaguest. But the important thing is, Catherine... Do we want to spend the rest of our lives in a Victorian white elephant with a cook and a butler? Our lives? Well, that's the deal if I accept. I have to guard that mausoleum every single day.
0: (sighs) Darling, let's forget about this crazy Uncle George of yours. We're getting married Saturday. That's enough to think about for now. If your uncle wants to leave us his big old house in Fresno, fine. I love old houses, especially when it's a free gift. You didn't promise anything, did
2: you? No, I didn't. Saturday, Catherine and I tied the knot. Nothing fancy, just a few friends at the registrar's office on Hollywood Boulevard. About a dozen of us drove out to Laguna Beach for a wedding breakfast, and we just got around to toasting one another in California Champagne when my service tracked me down and left a message that Uncle George had died. And would I come back to Fresno? I'm Father Daly, Mr. Zenith. Your uncle came occasionally to our church. Father Daly, this is my wife, Catherine. Uh, How do you do? I'm sorry this sad occasion has brought us together. Not a very auspicious first married week, is it? It's hard to believe. He seemed so healthy. And when he talked about being dead in a week... Uh, Did he? Yes. I thought it was his macabre sense of humor. How do you suppose he knew? Well, if he intended to take his own life, then quite naturally he would know. Well, surely no one thinks... My son, no one knows. When is the funeral service? Well, there isn't going to be one in the strict sense of the word.
0: No funeral? But why not, Father?
2: Well, I'm afraid Mr. Zenith's uncle may not have died a natural death. The medical examiner said an overdose of sleeping pills... Oh, but couldn't that have been an accident? I mean, he told me he had a lot of trouble sleeping. Oh, of course it could have. Which is what the coroner decided, death by accident. But so long as there's the slightest suspicion... which you have rather confirmed just now for me... I cannot bless the grave. I could bite my tongue for telling you what he said. That he'd be dead in a few days. Had you kept your uncle's intention secret... That indeed would have been a mortal sin. Yes, Henley. You wish to see me? I do, sir. Cook and I want to leave. You wish to leave this house? But why? While your uncle was alive, there were some very peculiar things going on, but out of loyalty, we just couldn't go. Peculiar things that frightened you? Oh, yes, indeed, sir strange voices and goings-on and awful shrieks like someone being attacked. Terrifying, if you ask me. I quite agree with you. Have you heard such noises since my uncle passed away? No, Mr. Zenith. Well, then I suggest to you, the noises died with him. Now, I'll double your salary, Cook's also, and I don't want to hear any more about your leaving. Well, you, you put it that way, sir. We'll be happy to stay on. Every day, I'd go out and check the locks on the family vault. Catherine and I started making over the solarium into a studio, and I ordered equipment for a darkroom. But then, one night, I had a strange dream.
3: Xavier! Xavier
2: Yardley Zenith! Is that you, Uncle George?
3: Why didn't Father Daly bless my coffin?
2: I wanted him to, Uncle, but he wouldn't. He said there was some question as to how you died.
3: You must insist he bless the coffin. I cannot rest until he does.
2: Uncle George, am I really talking to you? Or am I imagining things in my sleep?
3: Promise me you will make Father Daly bless my remains. Otherwise, I, I am lost.
1: I am lost. To sleep, says Hamlet, perchance to dream, aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause. Our friend Xavier Yardley Zenith has surely been given pause. His uncle dies mysteriously, then appears in a dream, giving orders, exacting promises. Where will it lead? Where will it end? Mystery Theater will return shortly with Act Two. has been an enigma for thousands of years. Are ghosts an illusion, a projection of what one wishes to see, or do they represent some ephemeral link between the world of the dead and the world of the living? The problem that faces Xavier is to persuade a member of the ministry to bless the remains of a man who may have committed murder, for that is indeed how the church regards suicide.
2: Catherine, I tell you, Uncle George's ghost said it as clearly as I say this to you. Father Daly must give me his blessing. I cannot rest until he does.
0: Honey, can I say something? I appreciate this inheritance, the house, the grounds, money to run it and have a butler and a cook. I never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'd have that. But on the minus side, there's all this infatuation with death. That mausoleum which has to be guarded as though it were Tutankhamen's tomb. And now you having nightmares about your uncle. Xavier, it's not healthy.
2: What am I to do? I gave my word.
0: What about your career? You're a little young to retire to a gingerbread house in Fresno and and play nursemaid to ghoulies and ghosties.
2: Oh, we're going to make a great studio out of the solarium. And then that enormous closet, turning it into a dark room, it'll be great.
0: You don't understand me, do you? You've got to get out into the world and take pictures, Mr. Zenith of Hollywood. But having always to be one night away from this place so you can check the locks on a dead man's tomb is going to hold you back.
2: I told you all this before we married, so don't throw it in my face now.
0: What's the matter with you, Xavier? Have you no will of your own? Why, a month ago, if I told you that a ghost came to me in my sleep, you would have laughed right out loud.
2: I'm not laughing now.
0: You really believe you saw him, don't you?
2: Of course I do. I was there. He was there. I heard him.
0: And you've decided to stick it out here for the rest of your life. Is that it?
2: If I have to, I will.
0: I think I'd better leave you alone until you cool off. I'm not letting any dead uncle get in the way of my life. And I mean it.
2: Catherine did mean it. Next thing I knew, she'd lit out and went back to L.A. I knew where to find her, all right. At her mother's. But I was darned if I'd go running after her. My dear Mr. Zenith, my hands are tied. The church simply cannot acknowledge any untoward death. Father Daly, for three nights running, Uncle George has appeared to me at night saying, help me lie in rest. I cannot until Father Daly blesses my coffin. Xavier, may I call you Xavier? I wish you would. My boy... You and I are both modern men at the edge of the 21st century. For you to tell me that you're being visited by your uncle's ghost... while I won't discount it as a possibility... it's much more likely to be your own conscience worrying you... to such an extent that you can convince yourself that you've seen him. You tell me it happens when you're asleep. I say to you, yes, it could... But that still doesn't make it any more than a dream. Last night, he said I should read some of the books in his library and I would understand. Go read your uncle's books. And if this brings you peace of mind, then you'll know whether his appearances are fact or fancy. That's just what I aim to do, Father. You rang for me, sir? Yes, I did, Henley. Come into the library and shut the door behind you. Did you know my uncle was greatly interested in black magic? Well, I did tell you I was aware something strange was going on. He and Mr. Tree, they did some kind of... I I, I don't know what you'd call it. Mr. Tree? A friend of your uncle's. They spent a lot of time together and then... A year ago, Mr. Tree went away. Can you be more specific than something strange? Well, sir, there'd be a lot of candles. Hundreds, in fact. They'd have them all burning. And there'd be incense and chanting. Right here in the library, Mr. Zenith. I've been reading these books. And what amazed me was how many of them deal with the power of black magic... I remember him asking me to bring home a cup of holy water from the church. And I, I said to him, I said, well, sir, you're supposed to go to church in person and and bless yourself with holy water, not bring the holy water here. And your uncle said, getting the holy water is the easy task. I have to get the, the blood of a child to mix with the water. Henley, did you ever find out what it was for? No, I didn't. I didn't ask. And I didn't steal the holy water from the church, either. Henley, you strike me as a sensible man. Will you do me a favor tonight? I generally take a walk in the garden after dark. Perhaps you'd walk with me. Certainly, sir. I see you brought your camera, Mr. Zenith. Can you take pictures with only moonlight? Oh, yes. Films so fast nowadays, I could get a picture of you at 20 feet by the light of one match. Why? Now, this part here, where we're walking, is this also part of my uncle's property? Well, I should say your property, sir. This is all part of it. And and that brook, too. Let's walk to the other side across this footbridge. The path seems to continue downstream. Over there. Over there. What's that little stone building? Oh, that's the mausoleum, sir. Oh, so it is. By moonlight, uh, I'm afraid I'm a little discombobulated. Oh, wait. That's a good shot from this side of the brook. Mausoleum reflected in the water. Yeah, I think I got it. Henley. Henley. What's that? (sighs) What's what, sir? A figure of a man. I, I, I just saw him in my viewfinder. Then he disappeared. Where, sir? There. There. Again. Can't you see it? Yes. Yes, there was someone. Oh, he's moving away from the mausoleum. You, you see him? He's wearing a long cape almost to the ground. Can you see? A long cape? Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me, Mr. Zenith, but I must go now. No, 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 just a minute. What is. Sir, it? will you please let go of my arm? Yeah, I will when you tell me now. Do you know that man? He's come back. Oh, I never thought we'd see him again. Henley ran off. I followed the man in the cape, keeping my distance across the brook. He seemed to glide over the earth. I ran across the footbridge towards him. And then he disappeared. I turned back to the house. And suddenly, there he was, standing against a big oak tree. And then... He seemed to melt right into it. I do apologize, Mr. Zenith, for my behavior last night, leaving you like that. Yes, I was rather puzzled. You're a photographer, sir. And so I... I have something to show you. This snapshot. Do you see that man? Yes. It's very like the thing I saw last night. A hunched over man with a long cape. What? It looks like he's talking to someone. Someone out of camera range possibly. Well, that's the peculiar part of it. He was talking to someone. Uh, I took a picture of the two of them. But the other man's not in the picture. Are you saying this person we can't see was there but didn't register on the film? I I don't think I understand. Perhaps it's better that you don't, Mr. Zenith. What about the man whose picture you got? Do you know him? It's Mr. Joshua Tree, sir, when he used to live here. And now he's come back. That's why I must beg you for your understanding and indulgence. Mrs. Henley and I simply cannot stay for a moment longer. But even if... It is Mr. Tree who's come back. Why must you leave, Henley? I, I, I can't say any more. I really can't. But if you want my advice, Mr. Xavier... If you value your life... You'll leave here also. When I developed the shots I took of the caped figure... They were identical to Henley's snapshot. That night... From the darkened library, I watched the oak tree. At midnight, the figure in the cape appeared. I crept out of the house, following it to the door of the mausoleum. This is what Uncle George must have meant. I reached forward to stop the man. Something hit me on the head from behind. I blacked out.
0: Xavier? Xavier, are you all right?
2: Oh friend what are you doing here am i dreaming
0: don't ask so many questions that's quite a bump on your head here let me help you
2: i can i can make it all right oh whoever hit me wasn't kidding
0: just stop talking and lean on me and we'll walk slowly back to the house
2: catherine this gets more mysterious every minute but the biggest mystery is how you just happened to show up
0: i'm your wife remember I decided I was being stupid, so I came back.
2: No, darling, you don't have to hold me up. I can make it all right.
0: Uh Uh-uh, you're not going to trip and fall again while I'm around.
2: Catherine, I didn't fall. Somebody hit me.
0: Xavier, what are you talking about? I saw you at the mausoleum when I came out of the house. I saw you step back and fall over. There wasn't a soul in sight.
2: You didn't see anyone near me?
0: It's after two in the morning. When we get back to the house, to bed you go, and not a peep out of you.
2: You don't believe that I was hit from behind?
0: I believe my eyes, and they didn't see a
2: thing. Father Daly, who is Joshua Tree? Where did you hear that name? Henley told me, but not much else. Joshua Tree. He was a man who, to the bottom of his heart, if he had one, was basically evil. How did my uncle come to know him? Well, he just turned up about two years ago. Your uncle took a fancy to him and saw a good deal of him, which I am afraid was the most unfortunate thing he ever did in his life.
0: Why do you say that, Father?
2: Joshua Tree was the very spirit of the devil himself. I show you a photograph I took near my uncle's vault the day before yesterday. Is that Joshua Tree? Hmm. Well, I. I can't really make out the face. But the cape and the angle of the head, very similar, I'd say. But of course, how could it be? He disappeared a year ago. Father, here's another picture. Is that the man? Yes, that's him. You didn't take this picture, did you? No. It was given to me by Henley. He took it. Now, if that's Joshua Tree, you notice he appears to be talking to someone, but there's no one there. Oh, yes, there is. But a camera can't record an apparition.
0: You mean Joshua Tree was talking to someone, but we can't see him?
2: And because, my dear young lady, that invisible thing is a familiar.
0: What's that?
2: A familiar is an evil spirit visible to very few. The devil can see him, as can a sorcerer's apprentice. So you were saying, Joshua Tree was such an apprentice?
0: Xavier, are you in here?
2: Uh, There's nothing here. Now, try this drawer. What are you doing? I uh, said, nothing, nothing, nothing.
0: What do you mean, nothing?
2: I mean there's nothing in any of my uncle's desk drawers. And he told me there was.
0: Xavier, why don't you answer me?
2: Because I don't have any answers. Uh, let me see if I can get under this desk. Knock the wood. Maybe there's a secret drawer. Ah, oh, yes, it's hollow here. Listen, one of these drawers is short. Behind it, there must be... Here, I'll pull this drawer out. I'll put it on the floor. Then, uh, I reach back inside. Yes, I, I feel something. An envelope. Well, here she be.
0: How did you know it was back there?
2: Before he died, the last time I saw him alive, Uncle George told me that if somebody was tampering with his mausoleum, I'd find my instructions in a letter... With the word Joshua written on it... To whom it may concern... Oh, no. Oh, no. Murdered. He killed him. Lord in heaven...
1: What are we to do now? The ghost in the play Hamlet says... I am thy father's spirit doomed for a certain term to walk the night till the foul crimes done in my days of nature are burned and purged away. Is it so with Uncle George? Is he also doomed to eternal unrest until his sins are purged and burnt away? Mystery Theater will return shortly. It's all very well to poo-poo the occult, ghostly apparitions, phantoms that haunt, the deceased who cannot find peace until they find love or forgiven their earthly sins, etc., etc. But the fact remains that time and again, psychic researchers have agreed there are manifestations that defy and disobey nature's laws. And whether we like it or not, the unexplained does exist. I shall never forget that evening.
2: For even as I stood there, the letter of confession in my hand, Catherine waiting for me to read on, we were both suddenly so overcome by the cold I had to light a fire. And this was late July, mind you. We needed a fire. We lit candles. Something compelled us. To light dozens and dozens of candles
0: I feel warmer now It's seeing the flames, I think Go on, Xavier Read your uncle's letter
2: To whom it may concern Especially you, my dear nephew, Xavier I fear They have come to get me They've appeared at the door of my mausoleum Or else you would not be reading this this letter Stop
3: Uncle George Catherine Do you see him?
0: Yes. Is he... is that you Don't
3: be alarmed, my dear young lady. I am sorry we did not meet before, but only your husband can help me.
0: Is this true? Am I really hearing this?
3: Xavier, you must find Joshua's body and destroy it. Burn it. You see, I had to kill him. I put his body in the crypt and then... Disappeared. How horrible. Catherine, Joshua Tree's death was not half so horrible as his life. I was a fool, a lonely old fool. I submitted to his black magic. I subordinated my will to his and became a crawling, oh, craven creature. My mind, I... My mind, I lost control of my mind. It was all the doing of the hellish creature.
2: If Joshua Tree's body is hidden somewhere, how can I find it?
0: We will try. Anything to help you, Uncle.
3: Persuade Father Daly to bless my grave. Help me, Xavier. Help me.
2: I'm glad you finally saw him too, Captain. Mm -hmm. Of those heavy summer storms. we better check the library windows. Mm. I'll do the ones on the side, Catherine. You make sure the ones facing the front are tightly <gasps> shut. Look!
0: The fire in the fireplace.
2: It's going out. It's strange. Well, it must be the downdraft blowing down the chimney. Now the fire's gone out.
0: Oh, the candles are going
2: out. Must be some strange air circulating in this room. Let me get the electric lights. The switch is by the door. Well, that's funny. Nothing's happened.
0: Can't you turn the lights on?
2: No way. Well, that happens often in the country. Get a big storm and the electricity just shuts off.
0: I'll look out the front library windows and see if there are lights in the other houses down the road. Xavier, come here. There's someone out there. Look, pressed against the big oak, a man with the cape. And next to him, a tall kind of man. They're both huddling against the trunk of the tree trying to keep out of the rain.
2: Catherine. The tall one? It's turning around f- from the tree. It's looking right this way. <gasps> Can it see us?
0: Oh, what a hideous face. Like death. The eyes. Do you see those eyes?
2: Now it's beckoning to the man in the cape.
0: I see him. Is that Joshua Tree?
2: In spirit. For I'm sure now where his body is. Where? In that tree. That's why Uncle George was so haunted. Oh, it's all clear to me now. At that time, I followed Joshua Tree to the mausoleum they were trying to get at the corpse of uncle george it was the familiar who knocked me down
0: am i imagining it but the both of them have come much closer to
2: our picture window hello father daly is that you yes this is xavier You've got to come over to my uncle's house. You've simply got to.
1: My boy, you sound quite upset.
2: Father, I implore you, come now. Catherine and I are here alone. Only you can save us.
0: Give me that phone. Father Daly, this is Catherine Zenith. Uh, there are two creatures outside the library window right now. They're not real people, Father. I have a very strong feeling they are not human. Two? What did you say, too? At this moment, they are pressing their faces against the glass of the library window. The hands are clawing at the glass as if they wanted to break through it. Is one of them wearing a cape? Yes, yes, it is. Father, come quickly. Help us. Help us. They're they're raising their hands now and pounding at the glass. Ah! They're coming after us.
2: We ran out the back door into the raging storming night, lashed by rain, not knowing which way to escape. The only path through the garden led right to the mausoleum, and before we could stop ourselves, we were practically on top of it. It's there. It's standing at
0: the door of the vault.
2: Grab my hand, Catherine. Hold on. We'll run for the brook. Where are we going? Into the water. Come on. It's not deep, Catherine. We can walk it. Stay in the middle of the brook with me. You see, these evil spirits cannot follow humans into water. If we just keep moving, it'll give up. I'm I'm sure of it.
0: Oh, I hope you're right. It's got to give up before I do.
2: I was right. The thing gave up, finally. And by the time we'd climbed to shore, it had gone. There we stood, the rain beating down on us from above. And our legs and clothes soaked from the brook somehow we found the main road to town and ran towards it
0: oh there's a car coming i see
2: headlights let's stand at the wayside of the road after staying alive this long i don't want to be hit by a car savior catherine what are you doing out here oh father daly oh don't answer me just get in we've got to get back to the house all right all right all right close that door and let's go Now, tell me, you two, what are you doing standing in the road wet from head to toe?
0: We ran from the house to get away from them. They actually broke through a plate glass window.
2: That's most peculiar.
0: Peculiar? It was horrifying.
2: Why do you say that, Father? Because the spirit of Joshua Tree and and his familiar are not after either of you. Well, they certainly gave a good imitation. Uh, you. You don't seem to understand. These creatures, the dead... The spirit they've called up they satanic twin, in fact They're not after living persons They're on the constant lookout for the newly dead Wait till you see the broken library window And then tell me if there aren't exceptions Where are they now? It's time I wrestle with the devil What will you do? I shall quiet the demons with my crucifix There's only one way to drive out Satan And the church has been doing it for centuries. Father, look. The vault door's open. Someone's coming out. Not someone, but some things. They're carrying out your uncle's coffin. Stop! I charge you, arch-fiends of Hades. Thou hast entertained familiarity with Satan, the grand enemy of God. I charge you... Put down that body and begone! Father Daly advanced upon the two creatures holding his crucifix in front of him. The familiar and the spirit of the murdered Joshua tree halted, released the coffin, and ran. Father Daly and I carried Uncle George back inside the vault and closed the doors. It came to me in a flash the big oak tree. It was there we would find the source of the evil. You were right, Savior. I can see their shadows. I'll hold them back with my crucifix. Somewhere inside this oak... are the remains of the man my uncle killed. When we find them, I suspect they will be wrapped in that long cape he wore. There's a sizable hole on the far side. When I first came here last April, my uncle was up there cementing up some holes. Since he knew Joshua Tree's body had been taken from the mausoleum by the familiar... Your uncle might have suspected it was in this tree. I don't look forward to finding a pile of decomposed bones. What do we do with them, Father? Burn them. I'm glad Catherine's in the house. Don't know how she would react to a funeral pyre. We have no choice. Look, Father. The familiar. It's still there. Its minutes on earth are numbered... Once we have destroyed the body of Joshua Tree, what held it here no longer exists, and the familiar must return to the black beyond. And Uncle George must have known that his body could be invaded after death, and he would have had to walk the earth forever with this familiar. When I find the remains, I shall light the fire to them and hold high the cross. But what about Uncle George... I shall go back into the mausoleum and bless the coffin. Requiescat in pace.
1: I'll be back shortly with a final thought. The flames consumed the phantoms from the grave and the good father returned to the tomb and blessed the coffin. Will there be deliverance for the uncle release from wandering the earth? Oh, yes. But in the dimension of the beyond, will the spirit of the murdered sorcerer allow his murderer to exist in peace? Or will Uncle George discover his eternal torture is just beginning? Our cast included Christopher Tabori, Fred Gwynn, Court Benson, and Betsy Beard. Associate Director, Marlon Swing. This is Hyman Brown, Producer-Director, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, then, pleasant dreams. <laughs>